Hi, this is Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 112, recorded 21 minutes past 8 p.m. on Monday, the 21st of December 2015. And this is another short podcast, although slightly longer than my last Sunday podcast, because earlier today, I saw Star Wars The Force Awakens at last. And if you've been reading my Twitter feed, (laughs) being inundated by my Twitter feed, I should say you'll notice how excited I've been. What I did is I recorded a few thoughts about the film with a friend of mine who I saw the film with, Tom Walton, who you may know from the podcast. And now I'll play you the conversation between me and Tom earlier today. And if it seems a little incoherent and wobbly, that's because we were completely blown away by the experience. It's recording. Yeah, it's recording. So, Roy, what's your (laughs) first impressions? We've just... Literally walked out of the theatre after seeing Force Awakens. We're five minutes from seeing it. Well, I'm trying not to swear, which is really difficult because it was bleeping brilliant. It was amazing. I think it could make a case for being the best Star Wars film. I don't think it's the best Star Wars film, but it didn't disappoint me at all. It's like the last... Three prequels weren't even made. It's that good. Although I think Revenge of the Sith is pretty good. Still, it didn't disappoint at all. Which is amazing. I think J.J. Abrams has done a bang-up job. It was amazing. There were so many inspiring new characters, like the new heroes. They were all just... The story just made you care for them. You admired them. You wanted them to come through. They just grabbed you... Well, it had everything that drama should have. Mm, yeah. so it had comedy, yeah. action, tragedy. The way it was written really made you feel for the characters because they all went through tests, kind of, of their own bravery and loyalties. It was more of a powerful story than I was expecting, I think. Yeah, I was expecting also something a little bit more wishy-washy. But I think yeah, yeah. there's a definite development from Star Trek, the first reboot, oh, and yeah, the second movie, which was yeah. way better, exponentially better, yeah. and now even better. So he's obviously learning. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a fun romp, kind of. Not very affecting, but a good fun romp. But it was more of a powerful film. I was expecting. It tugged. I was going to say tugged at the heartstrings, but that's a horrible (laughs) metaphor, (laughs) cliche. Yeah, yeah, it had everything. And there are things that we can talk about because things that were right at the beginning of the teasers, Hmm. like just seeing the Millennium Falcon again. Although I already knew it was going to be in there. Yeah. It almost made my chest explode. And the way it came back was not the way I expected it to come back. The way they've introduced it, I won't spoil how they introduced it, but it kind of popped into the story. It kind of has kind of the feel of the old films. You know, those 
exotic aliens and space attacks and yeah they put everything in everything. I was expecting yeah. just this or just that but he put yeah. everything in like you said the exotic aliens I was expecting something way more down to earth but no he put them all in I think some of the settings were different to anything we've seen in the films before so they had the classic type of location, like deserts and ice planets, but then they were kind of offbeat ones that you wouldn't expect. We're struggling to find things to say without messing this up for you. But if it isn't apparent by now, we thought it was absolutely amazing and it totally blew my mind. Is that the only Star Wars film he's going to direct, J.J. Abrams? That's what I've read. Yeah, that's what I've read. I think the next two are done by... can be planned to do by two different directors. I can't remember their names. I know the director of Jurassic World is one of them. More to the point, what's J.J. Abrams going to do next then? Ah. Because where do you go from there? You've done the two yeah. big ones. Whatever well, you do next has got to be... He's got to. He's got, he's got to reboot Lord of the Rings or something. <laughs> he's got to. Well, there's nowhere to go. He's got to make something new that's as good as Star Wars. What, like Teletubbies? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's got every classic series has had its an update. Now there's you got to make new series. Yeah, that's also something that we need to talk about at some stage. That. There doesn't seem to be any big new franchises out. No. We're rehashing all, everything. Yeah. I always thought that's because you know, we've had these classic stories like the Marvel and DC characters and, you know, they're, they're such classic characters that there's no need for new ones. Kind of we've, humanity has invented the kind of basic good characters. No, they're and, always... <laughs> don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> no, there's always opportunities for new stories. Mm. There are a lot of really good stories in print that haven't been used for new movie franchises. Yeah. And now that i said that, I can't think of any. <laughs> I always think sci-fi novels, most classic sci-fi novels are too um, serious to make good movies. Like, like well, you know, like Arthur C. Clarke, and they're, they're good as books, but they're not fun. I can't think there's any real classic. Well, when you think about there. it, Star Wars isn't really fun. People get things chopped off of them. Everyone True. dies. <laughs> True. In really nasty ways too. Yeah. And, um, and we're not talking about the new movie. We're talking about the old movies. Yeah. Well. This new film had a lot of action. It was quite brutal action. The gunshots really knocked the characters over. And... I've just watched Star Wars a day ago, and... Hmm. Oh, it was pretty violent, the first Star Wars. Do you yeah, remember it was. back oh, to it? Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. And uh, the notorious shot of... Uh, uh, was it Uncle... 
Owen and oh, they, Aunt Beru. Oh, yeah, they're skeletons. Skeletons but, burning. Oh, there's even a toy. You can you can buy a toy of the house with two little skeletons. You're kidding. No, I remember... Yeah, I remember seeing it, and it's kind of... Yeah, That's not really right. Oh, that was really disturbing. Yeah. You can get a toy <laughs> Luke, Luke's of ruined Aunt Beru and Luke yeah. and Uncle Owen burning. I think so, yeah. <laughs> as, part, as part of the ruined home, kind of. It's not a parody thing. This is a serious thing you can buy. I can't remember exactly what when it was released or what series of toys it was part of, but I'm sure I... Was, I remember being shocked by it as a child. The main impression I had, though, of the whole thing was... And I've heard this before in tweets. I've tried to avoid, but I've seen a few of them, with people saying that Star Wars is back. And that's definitely what it feels like to me. Yeah. I think Star Wars never goes away for hardcore fans, but it has periods of being back for, like, the outside world of regular people. When there's a big Star Wars movie or a big Star Wars game, it becomes the world's thing and not just the hardcore fans thing for a little while. And then when the attention fades away, it goes back to being the hardcore fans well, there are a certain section of fans that are content with what's frankly not that great. I've read not many of the books. I've read a fair selection of the books since the original Star Wars film. Especially, <sighs> I think, when I was about, I don't know, up to about 20, I was reading quite a few of the Star Wars books. Yes. And then I just gave up because the expanded universe was just boring. Yeah. And for that kind of fan, which I think I am, yes, this film has definitely brought me back into the fold. Mm, definitely. Back into the Jedi Order. So, after yeah. that, are you a Sith or a Jedi? Definitely a Jedi. <laughs> okay. <seen> that movie. <laughs> it really inspired a viewer to want to be a Jedi. There are other things we can say. I'm not sure if we mentioned them before. Everyone knows that Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and mm. Harrison Ford are back in the movie. Yeah, that's right. Did it whack you in the chest like it did me when I saw them? Yes, it did. I found they were hard to recognise in a way, not just because they were older, but their outfits were so different and their performance was so different. I kind of... It's hard to imagine these are the same people because they've gone through so much. What did you? Th how did you feel? Well, I like that. I like the fact that they didn't look too much like their original characters. They yeah. looked like they had lived life. I know that the three of them, or no, sorry, only Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill had to do quite a lot of training to get back in shape. Ah. I think that was part of their contract to get yeah. back in shape, but Harrison Ford apparently didn't because oh, okay. he's always been fit. Hmm. Well, I can't imagine how bad they could have looked because they didn't seem to do much physical stuff. It was more about acting, so... I mean, have you kept an eye on how the actors have looked over the years? Because I have noticed, um, and they're a lot well, slimmer uh, than they were before this movie. <sighs> I, yeah, I well, I mean, Mark well, Hamill's not in many things, so it's difficult to see him. Tens of pounds that yeah. lost a lot of weight, Carrie yeah. Fisher and Mark Hamill. 
Yeah, because I am. Um, I know Carrie Fisher does kind of speeches about her life, and I saw her on telly. She does these kind of um, public appearances, but Mark Hamill seems because he does cartoon voiceovers. He seems quite reclusive. He's hard to see. It's hard to find out what he looks like until now, anyway. Well, that's Google. Yeah, but he. He's not in situations where he gets photographed much, like the others are. But maybe I didn't look hard enough. So we haven't got much else to say, as you said, without spoiling the movie. No. So let's wrap to. it up. It's an experience. It's one that has to be seen. Are you going to see it again at the cinema? Because if I could, I would, but I'm not sure that... I don't know. I'm at, I don't normally see films twice. I'd like to. Uh, I feel like I need more time to process it and think about what I've seen more than seeing it again. Kind of go through it in my mind and come up with theories about what's going to happen next. OK, the one thing I will say after seeing that is I wish I could have afforded to see this on IMAX. I think it would have been spectacular. Yeah. Probably would have been. I, I like the classic style of movie screen. Maybe, I've not seen an IMAX film, so I don't know what to expect. So there you are. If you can afford it, see it on an IMAX. Um, Maybe we'll see episode 8 on IMAX. <laughs> but it's still good no matter where you see it. I, this could be a really boring podcast because we're just going to say it's really good. It's really good. It's really it's good. Amazing. Is it good? It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing and good. <laughs> so that's it for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Absolutely brilliant. Loved it. I'll probably talk about it in the new year with spoilers, but I don't mm. think it's fair to do that yet because I'm sure a lot of it's people haven't seen it. Sorry? It's still out now. Yeah, I'm As sure people of speaking. waiting mm. till after Christmas. And what surprised me is we thought there'd be hardly anyone in the cinema... And it was jam-packed. Yeah. And one thing I did, I was interested, because I don't know if this is too much of a spoiler, but I didn't know whether they'd call this episode seven or whether it would be a new episode one. So I was glad to see it did say episode seven cause at the start. You mean that it's not a, another complete rewrite? And... Well, I thought they might call it episode B1 or something, like new <laughs> new trilogy, episode one. So I like the fact that it's the story, it's lengthening the story. Yeah, and we're in the same universe, so it's mm. not a reboot like Star Definitely. Trek. Yeah. We're on familiar mm. ground, just oh. way better filmed. Yes. <laughs> but that's probably just due to technology progressing. Mm. And we're still talking about it. Okay, well, thanks for listening to our non-talking about non-review of Star Wars. (laughs) Bye. Goodbye. All in all, really great. There is not that much I didn't like. Acting, direction, special effects continuity from the old film while bringing in stuff that's new but and there is just one reservation 
we both had that we talked about after recording that session. The only problem is, I can't say anything about it. If I'm to make the criticism that I think is valid, it would be such a spoiler. And even talking about this in this way, I'm on terribly dangerous ground, so I'm just going to leave it. It shouldn't detract from you going to see the film, though. If you wondered where Star Wars had gone and were disappointed by the prequels, this is definitely the film for you. This is the film for fans. This is the Star Wars we've been waiting for. And that's really it for this very short edition of Roy's Rocket Radio. Hope you enjoyed it. Definitely do go and see the movie, it's worth watching. This was Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 112, recorded on Monday the 21st of December 2015. And the time of the end of the show is 24 minutes past 8, which is weird because I started a few minutes before, because I recorded the intro and the outro after that 15 minute or so discussion. Roy's Rocket Radio brought to you with the help of time travel. Weird time travel, eh? Bye for now. Bye. <laughs>